0: Hey John,
1: how you doing? Long time, my friend.
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And you?
1: Can, I really can't complain. Big picture, feeling quite fortunate, feeling quite blessed right now.
0: Yeah, I even see that your peer grow a lot from the last time I saw you.
1: <laughs> You're doing okay, not too bad yourself. But uh, hey, we can't get to our local barbers, so it's yeah. a time of creativity. So you know, trying to test the old barber skills uh, myself. <laughs>
0: All right so I want to talk with you about uh, financial technology. I guess we've seen there's a crisis right now with the uh, economic slowdown. What about financial tech? What's going on with, with that sector?
1: Yeah, um I think you know we we've done a lot of speaking with our different advisors and a lot of with our existing portfolio companies and first and foremost uh, the health of everyone has been very fortunate that for the most part, most people have been safe and, and well off. Uh, so it's always great to hear, I think. And then second, as we shift the, the opportunities have been great. You know, yeah. digital transformation is getting accelerated right now. Yes. Of all the spaces, like there's a lot of verticals that are obviously being hurt, but you know, what are, why are we able to social distance ourselves right now is because we do have FinTech, right? The ability to cashless society to make transfers and continue to operate and connect with people. The underlying technology a lot of time is FinTech. So we're seeing an acceleration from financial institutions who don't have the, the, the systems to digitally serve all these uh, consumers, but while FinTechs do, so we're actually seeing a huge uptick in some cases you know the world was this big ocean and fintech moving forward well covid created these streams yes. and what we're seeing is in these streams there are some uh, fintechs who are have pivoted to really critical applications and are really starting to take off so we're going to see some fintechs not like growing during this period so like
0: you say is this the beginning the real beginning of a cashless society
1: uh, I hope it's going to accelerate it. There's a lot of discussion around a cashless society. I mean, think of it, right? Just from a perspective, who wants to ha- have cash on hand right now? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's not as safe. And no one likes paying with cash. Remember the last time, you know, I, I've taken a taxi. Yeah. I'm frustrated when I have to break out my credit card. I don't want to touch anything, right? I wanna just want to – payment should be seamless, shouldn't Shouldn't even be – I have to think about it. It should just happen automatically, naturally at the end of the process. Exactly. So we're seeing an acceleration of a willingness from the users to want this, so the demand. We're seeing regulatory environments saying we want more of this around the world. Yeah. Uh, we, we did webinars around the world speaking to different advisors. And they, they all have uh, different payment initiatives run through their governments that are increasingly being still part of the conversation now more than ever. Even during a time of crisis of, of COVID-19, people are still really talking about how do we get a cashless society? And a whole bunch of other suite of other things that are starting to emerge. You know, what that world will look like. We're always asking that million dollar question. We have our upcoming cohort coming this year. So we're hoping to find the best companies, but it's it's really an exciting time for what's to come.
0: So, well, if you go outside right now and you go near the banks, the branch, you always see people waiting outside, social distance. Why do you think the banks are so slow to adapt, and they have to make people wait outside in lines, and people have they still need to go to the branch? Why are they so slow to adapt to these trends?
1: It's just a complete uh, end-to-end digital experience. You know, at the banking side of things, they. There was never a need to completely digitize the experience 100%, right? And the reason for that is there was they were good enough, and we're complacent. Like to get a bank account to open it, many cases you still needed to go into the bank and show your face, and then go through a process. And and there's a reason why. There's protecting our society. There's something called KYC to be able to do that. But we've proven with FinTechs that you can digitally do this online and it's possible to do that. Now COVID-19 said you don't have a choice. The world right now is shifted. Everyone can only be served digitally right now. So banks had to adapt, but they didn't have a full digital experience yet. And it's caused a lot of pain points. Yes. For instance, if you were to call your bank right now, you may be on the phone for hours, 10 hours, almost a day, and you might need to make a transfer, and it could be very important. Money is very important for people's well-being. And they even say on the phone, hey, uh, is, if this is urgent, stay on the line. If it's not urgent, please hop off. Well, who's to say what is urgent and what is not? It's my money. Like, I need access to it, right? Now, what happened was call centers were just inundated with calls, so demand skyrocketed through the roof, where on the flip side, call centers shut down because they were all in areas for which covid-19 they weren't allowed to operate oh, in those yeah. centers they had have to go home to be able to handle the center information it could not be done efficiently from everyone from their own homes yes. right for a bunch of different reasons from it risks to and there's a and there's also a surge in fraud right so the supply to handle went down while well. the demand skyrocketed right yeah, so right. complete end-to-end digital experiences right now Banks, I've never been more hungry for.
0: Exactly. So do you think that banks are going to accept more fintechs, like associations with fintechs uh, now and in, 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 in the future? Because you see they were a little bit, we don't want to associate with fintech, but now do you think they will, they will say yes and try to partner with fintechs?
1: I believe so. Uh, there's a couple schools of thought. There's still people that think, at least in the short term, what happened was banks went really focused. Uh, it was like anything priorities, anything that was nice to have shifted focus a hundred percent. We need to do stuff now. Yes. You had 13,000 people at some banks or more going online and digitally. How do you get them all on the, the VPNs and the systems and the networks? It's all well protected. How do nine to five banks still deliver services when they were used to going in person to meet them? So they had to shift so quickly. And they don't have everything built and it would be impossible to build it all, but they need to go live immediately. So this created this massive opportunity for fintechs. So there's a short term where some fintechs were just like, wait a minute, we're already doing this. We can we could just change and, and reframe the product we built, and you can use this today so that you can fix your your most critical needs right now. Banks gobbled that are gobbling those opportunities up which then that startup can ride as long as they have a vision into where they want to go into a bigger integration, a bigger system, a bigger infrastructure change, then they'll be very well suited for this, this opportunity. So there's definitely a short term world where it's like solve them, but then we're going to see the aftermath of, okay, we got through it. We're going back to normal, which is going to take up to six months, minimum from a a form of normality. Like we pulled our advisors. We don't expect to go back to normal before, at least Q4 2020 oh, and then wow. it to extend another minimum 6 months to even longer up to 18 wow. in terms of its economic effects wow. which would mean there's the short term in the next couple of months then there's that extension period uh, and then thereafter and each of those provides different uh pain points that the bank needs to solve and therefore opportunities for fintechs to solve it
0: exactly you mentioned startups. Is this a good time to raise money for startups? I don't. Well, I, if you see that you see right now, I don't think it's a good time. What do you think about raising money and trying to maybe grow during this crisis? Crisis.
1: You know, that's a uh, so. I mean, it depends, right? So if you're if you're raising money from customers because you're solving a pain point that works, yes. But that's not usually what we mean by raising money. Uh, raising money right now is very very challenging. Like no doubt. So, like the first thing you say is understand your cash flows. Cut anything that doesn't matter. uh, Focus on priority. Make a crash case scenario with your budget where it's you know you have no customers. Everything drops. How do you live? What what happens? Um, And then work your way up. So plan for the worst. Hope for the best. Right and and accordingly but fundraising is 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 already very challenging especially early stage in in canada internationally but definitely canada and is really hurt right now uh so early stage financing incredibly tough but there are still deals that are happening to be very very clear so deal flow is down uh but unlike past markets there is uh, enough there's still liquidity in the market so that was one area we used 2008 uh, playbooks and we ensured that we gave enough money to the banks to, to create sufficient liquidity. Now, it hasn't completely transferred into the businesses because there was a small business issue, but okay. regarding the, the financing, still there, you still see people. Uh, there are VC funds who have plenty of funds who, over a 10 year horizon, while usually investment period is three to five years, who are going, wait a minute, this is a great time to invest. Yes. I'm seeing growth opportunities. I'm actually seeing valuations drop. I'm actually seeing that we're the only, like, where there's less competition for money. This is a great time for us to invest. You're seeing types of investors who have more entrepreneurial minds. Those tend to be good ones to go after money. You see people who uh, run family offices who are more digitally minded, I right? See. They come from backgrounds where they're the new generation, right? The next generation who grew up with technology, who are in looking to invest in here. So, big picture, yes financing is down but it's not done there are still ways to get money although it'll be a little more challenging
0: exactly yeah um, last year you did like a big event for whole accelerator what about this year Do you, are you gonna put it for next year what's going on with the, the events
1: and everything yeah, that's a good question we and always hope that you can you can attend and, and participate love to get you maybe get you more involved but uh, so we run a, uh, as you know, a fintech show. Last year, 750, 800 people. Uh, we did a part of the fintech forum. We had a, you know, a live band and music. We try to show how arts and business yeah. can be blended. We actually had came up with the idea of fintech renaissance, okay. which is interesting. So that was the theme this year, even before we really knew about COVID-19, which is very interesting because COVID-19, you know, fintech renaissance happened during the great plague. Okay. And we was forced indoors, and that led to the creation of how do we disseminate information What it created the printing press. Okay. So people, but it created a bunch of other things. So we're seeing commonalities in these two eras, but that will be the flavor for this year's FinTech show. Our FinTech show is at the end of the year. Uh, we will, you know, at the very least, we will wait as long as possible to see if we can do it in person because it's such a time to celebrate and us to connect in person, there's still gonna be a need for that. Yes. We're doing a great job, you're doing a great job of speaking to different people, I'm, I'm catching the the stories that you're doing and, and the way you're engaging people, but we still need to engage in, in person.
0: Exactly. So one last question I have for you. Uh, what about small and medium businesses? Because those are the businesses that are the most hit right now. What do you think about that? What, what are the solutions for those uh, business owners?
1: Yeah, it's tough right now. You know, I think. So first off, we were we are quite fortunate to be in Canada. Uh, we we did our webinars around the world, and, and the amount of we have a very, we have a relatively healthy balance sheet uh, yeah. that has been able to put capital to work to support. Um, I think we were so. I've seen certain countries. There's other countries who are doing zero, who yeah. in fact are almost mandating people to continue to employ people. With you know, without you can't fire them, otherwise, you'll suffer penalties, which makes no sense because their revenues are gone. So, how are they going to do it? Like, it, it, it's, it's a little broken the system here. You know, we're, we're reaching out and trying to get financing. We were a little late because we didn't really know what was happening, it took time to understand it. Right? We gave money, a lot of big money to the banks to distribute it, it didn't quite happen. We shifted to uh, providing financing to potential job losses, but where were the job losses coming from? coming from the small, medium businesses. Tracking. By the time we found that out and started building systems for that, you know, there was already a delay and there was a lot of issues. We've been pretty efficient in getting the money to the small businesses, but it has caused, like there's different niches, right? The tech scene, the startup scene is yeah. late and being able to create PAC, but fortunately the government adapted, so they've created certain solution. BDC has a matching fund program, IRAP is able to, ad- I think there's lessons learned from around the world. You know, fortunately fortunately for Canada, we were almost sort of late. We got to learn what happened a month and two months earlier from Asia and Europe. You know, uh, it was affecting Europe. It's almost like a window a month into the future. And they had created, they already had some playbooks in place. They had created $4 billion startup packages, relief funds. This happened in France through various means. And so we can learn from that to apply ourselves. We were a little late, uh, but it's still a very big concern. You know, as businesses come back, uh, you know, you talk to small business owners, some of them are like, I don't know if I'm coming back. Uh, you know, they put in X amount of time already. It's going to have the X amount of debt they're going to be burdened with. And that is a big concern. It's, okay. it's very important. I do hope as many as possible try to. I think this is where we all, that's the entrepreneur in me saying, like, we all got to keep trying to do our part. What do we do as entrepreneurs? We build. We move forward and we build. Yes. and I know it's it's easier said than done because uh, it's it, when it when everything is quite challenging and sometimes, especially in a place where it is as hard as it is. But hope you know I'm hoping that uh, we continue to adjust through the government funds. We've done a good push. We yes. probably need a little bit more to make sure that we get across the line and those entrepreneurs and humans are very resilient. I'm positive that we're going to come through this uh, through this big picture stronger.
0: Yes, exactly. Hoping there's not another wave, another lockdown because they say maybe another one in in the fall winter. So that's that's very hard for business owners if there's another one. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely. And we're we're talking about reopening the economy now, and you know, big questions around that. We saw uh, Germany reopened and then reclosed yeah. after you know too many cases. They they went yeah, they increased substantially. So when can we reopen? And reopening might be probably one of two situations, either really we get, well, three situations, enough people get uh, the, the virus itself and we adjust, but realistically people can get it again. So that's very concerning. Yes. Uh, until the vaccine is the big question, obviously. And there's fortunately the whole world's coming together to the race to see who can get the vaccine in time. Uh, but you know, some of them take up to five years now. There's whole, I, I'm more optimistic. There's many already in trials that we can get some by, by Q4. Um, but the other side is, what if testing improves substantially? If yes. we were able to know before we left the house that we had it or did not have it, uh, you could adjust accordingly. I and mean, maybe we just have to adjust our society, wearing face masks and, yeah. and protecting ourselves a bit better into the future, into the next couple of years until we can come up with it. So it's probably going to be a combination of different things, but I do hope that some form of norm- normalcy will resume by Q4 2020 is my hopeful guess.
0: Exactly. Well- there's a lot. Of, uh, there's a lot of things that are gonna change, but uh, we are still like we are still going, no matter what, and trying to change the world. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Thank and- you, John. Appreciate really uh, your time and appreciate all the people that were watching the live. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Thanks so much, man. Always good work, and uh, keep uh Keep up the good work. Always love how you keep. Uh, keep hustling. Keeping those feet moving yourself. You meet. You know, meet another. People, and thanks for having me uh, on, on your, on your uh, Instagram live.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, John.
1: appreciate it.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Dan. I greatly appreciate uh, If you can leave a review, a comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, that would be appreciated. This will help grow the podcast, and I hope you enjoy it, and see you on the next show.